0: June the 10th, starting with Proverbs chapter 16, verses 31 through 33. Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained by living a godly life. Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. Psalms chapter 128 verses 1 through 6, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. How joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow His ways. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor. How joyful and prosperous you will be. Your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. That is the Lord's blessing for those who fear him. May the Lord continually bless you from Zion. May you see Jerusalem prosper as long as you live. May you live to enjoy your grandchildren. May Israel have peace. Acts chapter 7 verses 30 through 50. Stephen continued, Forty years later, in the desert near Mount Sinai, an angel appeared to Moses in the flame of a burning bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. As he went to take a closer look, the voice of the Lord called out to him, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses shook with terror and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groans, and have come down to rescue them. Now go, for I am sending you back to Egypt. So God sent back the same man his people had previously rejected when they demanded, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Through the angel who appeared to him in the burning bush, God sent Moses to be their ruler and savior and by means of many wonders and miraculous signs he led them out of Egypt through the Red Sea and through the wilderness for 40 years Moses himself told the people of Israel God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people Moses was your ans- was with your ancestors the assembly of God's people in the wilderness when the angel spoke to him at Mount Sinai. And there Moses received life-giving words to pass on to us. But our ancestors refused to listen to Moses. They rejected him and wanted to return to Egypt. They told Aaron, Make us some gods who can lead us. For we don't know what has become of this Moses who brought us out of Egypt. So they made an idol shaped like a calf, and they sacrificed to it, and celebrated over this thing they had made. Then God returned away from them, and abandoned them to serve the stars of heaven as their gods. In the book of the prophets it is written, Was it to me you were bringing sacrifices and offerings during these forty years in the wilderness, Israel? No, you carried your pagan gods, the shrine of Molech, the stars of your god Raphon, and the images you made to to worship them. So I will send you into exile as far away as Babylon. Our ancestors carried the tabernacle with them through the wilderness. It was constructed according to the plan God had shown to Moses. Years later, when Joshua led our ancestors in battle against the nations that God drove out of this land, the tabernacle was taken with them into their new territory, and it stayed there until the time of King David. David found favor with God and asked for the privilege of building a permanent temple for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who actually built it. However, the Most High doesn't live in temples made by human hands. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. Could you build a temple as good as that? asked the Lord. Could you build me such a resting place? Didn't my hands make both heaven and earth? 1 Kings 7 verses 1 through 51 Solomon also built a palace for himself, and it took him thirteen years to complete the construction. One of Solomon's buildings was called the Palace of the Forest of Lebanon. It was 150 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. There were four rows of cedar pillars, and great cedar beams rested on the pillars. The hall had cedar cedar roof. Above the beams on the pillars were 45 side rooms, arranged in three tiers of 15 each. On each end of the long hall were three rows of windows facing each other. All the doorways and doorposts had rectangular frames and were arranged in sets of three facing each other. Solomon also built the Hall of Pillars, which was 75 feet long and 45 feet wide. There was a porch in front along with a canopy supported by pillars. Solomon also built the throne room, known as the Hall of Justice, where he sat to hear legal matters. It was paneled with cedar, from floor to ceiling. Solomon's living quarters surrounded a courtyard behind this hall, and they were constructed the same way. He also built similar living quarters for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had married. From foundation to eaves, all these buildings were built from huge blocks of high-quality stone, cut with saws and trimmed to exact measure on all sides. Some of the huge foundation stones were fifteen feet long, and some were twelve feet long. The blocks of high-quality stone used in the walls were also cut to measure, and the cedar beams were also used. The walls of the great courtyard were built so that there was one layer of cedar beams between every three layers of finished stone, just like the walls of the inner courtyard of the Lord's temple with its entry room. King Solomon then asked for a man named Huram, to come from Tyre. He was half-Israelite, since his mother was a widow from the tribe of Naphtali, and his father had been a craftsman in bronze from Tyre. Huram was extremely skillful and talented in any work in bronze, and he came to do all the metal work for King Solomon. Huram cast two bronze pillars, each twenty-seven feet tall and eighteen feet in circumference. For the tops of the pillars he cast bronze capitals, each seven and a half feet tall. Each capital was decorated with seven sets of lattice work and interwoven chains. He also encircled the lattice work with two rows of pomegranates to decorate the capitals over the pillars. The capitals on the columns inside the entry room were shaped like water lilies, and they were six feet tall. The capitals on the pil- two pillars had Two hundred pomegranates in two rows around them, beside the rounded surface next to the lattice work. Huram set pillars at the entrance of the temple, one toward the south and one toward the north. He named the one on the south Jachin and the one on the north Boaz. The capital on the pillars were shaped like water lilies. And so the work on the pillars was finished. Then Huram cast a great round basin. 15 feet across from rim to rim, called the sea. It was seven and a half feet deep and about 45 feet in circumference. It was encircled just below its rim by two rows of decorative gourds. There were about six gourds per foot, and the way around, all the way around, and they were cast as part of the basin. The sea was placed. On a base of twelve bronze oxen, all facing outward, three faced north, three faced west, three faced south, and three faced east, and the sea rested on them. The walls of the sea were about three inches thick, and its rims flared out like a cup and resembled a water lily blossom. It could hold about eleven thousand gallons of water. Huram also made ten bronze water carts, each 6 feet long, 6 feet wide, and four and a half feet tall. They were constructed with side panels braced with crossbars. Both the panels and the crossbars were decorated with carved lions, oxen, and cherubim. Above and below the lions and oxen were wreath decorations. Each of these carts had four bronze wheels and bronze axles. There were supporting posts for the bronze basins at the corners of each of the carts. These supports were decorated on each side with carvings of wreaths. The top of each cart had a rounded frame for the basin. It projected one and a half feet above the cart's top like a round pedestal, and its opening was two and a quarter feet across. It was decorated on the outside with carvings of wreaths. The panels of the carts were square, not round. Under the panels were four wheels that were connected to axles, that had been cast as one unit with the cart. The wheels were two and a quarter feet in diameter and were similar to chariot wheels. The axles, spokes, rims, and hubs were all cast from, from molten bronze. There were handles at each of the four corners of the carts, and these two were cast on one unit with the cart. Around the top of each cart was a rim nine inches wide. The corner supports and side panels were cast as one unit with the cart. Carvings of cherubim, lions, and palm trees decorated the panels and corner supports wherever there was room, and there were wreaths all around. All ten water carts were the same size and were made alike, for each was cast from the same mold. Huram also made ten smaller bronze basins after each of the... or one for each cart. Each basin was six feet across and could hold 220 gallons of water. He set five water carts on the south side of the temple and five on the north side. The great bronze basin, called the Sea, was placed near the southeast corner of the temple. He also made the necessary wash basins, shovels, and bowls, So at last Huram completed everything King Solomon had assigned him to make for the temple of the Lord, the two pillars, the two bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the two networks of interwoven chains that decorated the capitals, the 400 pomegranates that hung from the chains on the capitals, two rows of pomegranates for each of the chain networks that decorated the capitals on top of the pillars the ten water carts holding the ten basins, the sea and the twelve oxen under it, the ash buckets, the shovels, and the bowls. Huram made all these things of burnished bronze for the temple of the Lord, just as King Solomon had directed. The king had cast them in clay molds in the Jordan Valley between Sukkoth and Zarathon. Solomon did not weigh all these things because there were so many. The weight of the bronze could not be measured. Solomon also made all the furnishings of the temple of the Lord. The gold altar, the gold table for the bread of the presence. The lampstands of solid gold, five on the south and five on the north, in front of the most holy place. The flower decorations, lamps and tongs, all of gold. The small bowls, lamp snuffers, bowls, laddles and incense burners, all of solid gold, the doors for the entrances to the most holy place, and the main room of the temple with their fronts overlaid with gold. So King Solomon finished all his work on the temple of the Lord. Then he brought all the gifts his father David had dedicated, the silver, the gold, and the various articles, and he restored them in the treasuries of the Lord's temple. And that concludes the reading of the word for June the 10th.